Hello and welcome to Toyek Talks Business. I'm Mirih Kepes, Deputy Secretary General in charge of the Turkey-US Business Council, Toyek. Toyek is an independent, member-funded organization set up to strengthen business ties between Turkey and the US. You are listening to the first episode of an exciting new series focusing on the present and future of Turkish trade globally. In this episode, I'm joined by Ebru Özdemir, Taik board member, chairwoman of Limak Investments, one of Turkey's biggest companies, and the founder of Engineer Girls of Turkey, a UN and Turkish government-backed program working to increase the number of women in engineering careers in Turkey. Limak is one of Turkey's biggest companies with major investments in construction, tourism, and energy. The company has recently been one of the main contractors working on Turkey's new mega project, the Istanbul International Airport, and runs some of our country's most popular hotel resorts. Hi, Ebru, and welcome to the very first episode of Tayyip Talks Business. I'm so glad to have you with us for this episode. Hello. Very nice to be here, and thank you very much for the invitation. Let's dive straight in. Ebru, let's start with you telling us more about you, your background, and insight into life at the helm of a major company. Sure. So, I'm a civil engineer, and I'm coming from a family of engineers. And my mother was the only engineer, women engineer, in the mechanical engineering class, where she met my father. So... Engineering has always been a part of my life. I have uncles, relatives, everybody engineers. So I never thought any other choice than being again engineer. And right now, as Limak Group, we are active in more than 15 countries and more than 50,000 employees. And we are active in various sectors, as you have said. And I'm the second generation, and I'm really working on the continuity of the business, the sustainability part of the business. Well, as well as the core business where we are active, especially the civil engineering, the PPPs, airports, ports, roads, and energy. But I'm giving more emphasis now on the sustainability, the social impact, the digitalization, and the corporate governance of our business. And I can call this like this is a journey, and this journey will strengthen the foundations of the Limak Group. Now it makes sense why you founded Engineer Girls of Turkey. Tell me about it. What are you trying to do with this program? And how will it benefit women and engineering industries? <laughs> I love this question. And I can talk hours and hours. But <laughs> in a nutshell, this is our flagship project. And we, our vision and our aim is to encourage the women to pursue in the careers in engineering. Or if they choose to pursue the careers. And we finished the fifth year in the program. We started very small with 40 students. However, last year we reached 120 students. And in the last 505 years, students-wise, we reached more than 400. But this program is not only a scholarship program because we have mentors for every student. We have coaches. We have graduates coming back to help the engineers. And we have many partners, instructors. We became like a big engineering family, which is called like Turkish Women Engineers. We don't only aim to have the most qualified engineer, but we invest for tomorrow's women leaders because we want women to be the leaders in what they do, in engineering, for example. In the Global Gender Report, the GAP report, 
we're always the, the, the least number of uh, the industry that um, employs least number of women. We need to definitely change that because engineering needs both men and women. And inspiring the next generation of female engineers, this is my dreams. And this was my mother's dreams. And now I'm bringing uh, to the surface. And as I said, this is my personal inspiration. And we need to really make women choose engineering if they want to. We don't say that all the women should be engineers. Of course not. Of course, I'll be happy if they would. But if they want to, they can be as successful as men. Thank you so much for this answer, which brings me to my next question. You're such an important figure of women empowerment. What challenges do women in leading positions face? What is it like to be a female leader in the construction and engineering sectors? Yes, this is a very tough question, but I'd like to answer it the way I see it. Women still pushing to reach the top in business in every sector. I mean, I see that everywhere. And they are faced with a range of challenges that the, their many male counterparts don't have the idea of. And unfortunately, these, these issues prevent many women from achieving their goals of becoming a leader in their companies. And one of the biggest challenges is the equality in the workplace. And this is also very relevant for construction and energy sectors. Men generally dominate the ranks and women don't. And women accept to work at lower salaries in every workforce, in every level. And at the sea level, the disparity between men and women is perhaps the most pronounced. And the other thing is the lack of sisterhood. This is a very important issue, and we address this in every gathering of Turkish women engineers. Women in business need to support and really empower each other. And I don't see this in where I work as well or where in the, in the areas that we work. Men do it very perfectly. I see that all the time, but women don't. Maybe the number of women that for that specific position is limited, so they kind of, you know, uh, try to get that position. However, we definitely need an executive sisterhood, especially at sea levels. And there should be a catalyst to increase the gender parity in the workplace. Exactly. And you are such a role model. Uh, this is why we want to uh, make your voice heard about this project. We, we find it very important for Turkish society. Apart from Engineer Girls Project in Turkey, How is Limak tackling issues such as gender equality in the workplace? Yes, thank you for giving me the opportunity as the first speaker. So, and taking this uh, idea uh, importantly with me and sharing my dream. Yes, I mean, as Limak, of course, coming from the construction sector, cement production, PPPs, engineering, we are not in the best uh, levels. But the, the thing is, we really want to make it better every and each year. And I see this within the company, within our people who are working. And they really take this issue as an important issue and we try to address it together. This is the reason we are uh, running a program called Gender Equality SEAL program, again with uh, UNDP Turkey. It has been almost two years and we hope to complete by the end of the year. Despite COVID, we continue to do the project. And once it's completed, we will be the first Turkish company 
as Limak Investments to reach, to, uh, we will be the first Turkish company to receive the seal. And you see the idea is again to be a role model for other companies. This is the reason we accepted this program to do the program to create that and, and, uh, and to prove that we can really do it and Turkish companies is do it. And we, will, we want to label Limak Investments a company that's fully sensible and aware of the gender perspective and gender balance. But this is not enough. Limak Investments is not enough. We need to be a model for other Turkish companies. More companies receive the seal. This means we are more equal and balanced women representation in the Turkish private sector. So this is very important to me, to my staff, and to all our company, because the same aim is here, being role models, sisterhood, we are helping other companies, and then we want to create a big ecosystem that really feeds each other. Wow, this, this sounds great, Avery. I haven't heard of this gender equality seal program before, and I doubt our listeners have. I think this type of initiative should be more widespread across all industries. Thinking of all these programs that you work on in your business, why do you see their impact? Impact is the most important issue that we have been thinking and thinking and trying to find an answer. Because in our core businesses, we always measure our success with the KPIs. We compare in the industry with last year, next year, with our budgets. As we see that these projects are as a part of our core business, we want to measure our impact. In the business, we make investments with funds, with money. But the works are also investments. I mean, because we invest to the future of our country, the future of the youth. So there is a big impact and it's extremely important. And every positive impact we create for the societies in which we operate, it's not only in Turkey, we do projects in Kosovo, in Senegal, in Kuwait. We, we have to make sure that the, uh, the societies will benefit from this. And then we ensure that there's a long-term sustainability in wherever we work. I believe in collective impact. The joint actions of individuals, governments, companies, that we have to work towards collective goals. I think this is where we make the difference. So impact should be measured in social investments. We are looking for the metrics now, even in the World Economic Forum, this has been under discussion. So I don't, I, I try to join every meeting. And second one is the collective impact. Let's join our forces to address the most difficult challenges of today's world. Thank you, Ebro. Plake is proud of your work and the social impact it has. Now coming to our business. How is the construction industry changing? What are the business opportunities and challenges? Construction business is changing fast and actually so fast, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic as it is in all other sectors. Everyone speak about digitalization, but construction industry is the least digitalized industry traditionally. Actually, it's the least digitalized and the least woman-friendly. So these are my two challenges. However, with the pandemic, we have seen digitalization is possible even in our business. And there's a whole new business line at Limak, new technologies. And change in this sector will be shaped with 
more digitalization and more automation. But this is an opportunity. But at the same time, it's a challenge because the construction sector is so human-centered and so human-intense. Think about it. I mean, in COVID-19, we have to isolate every construction site. We didn't let people go out. We didn't let people in. And we had to create isolated working space. And it's so human-intense. But there will be a change. Change will take time. However, pandemic will accelerate the change. And with the more digitalization, we will see a change in construction labor force. We'll, we'll see new investments and mechanisms for upskilling, reskilling for both human skills and digital skills. We'll have robots performing most of the tasks. And some of this will en enhance the future resilience of the workers. So I do expect a change in labor force profile, and this is very important. And as for the opportunity with the pandemic, we have seen it's not enough to build the longest span bridge in the world. We are doing this right now in Chanakkale, Dardanelles, or to build the largest airport. We have built the largest airport in the world in Istanbul in the fastest time. The construction, the infrastructure, we make also need to be resilient and sustainable, which means we have a huge opportunity for more resilient construction and infrastructure, not only in Turkey, but outside of Turkey. And another challenge is with the disruption of the supply chain mechanisms, we'll definitely be seeing a different world. And many countries have already been hit by the supply chain shocks due to pandemic. And the pandemic totally disrupted global supply chains and the current mechanisms. So like most countries, United States is the first one, is reevaluating the business size of China. This is also an opportunity for Turkey and the Turkish businesses. So we have to really work on it as businesses to grab this chance. And we have the potential as the private sector with the help of our government to replace China and become a supply chain hub for Europe and Middle East. We can really make this happen and we have all the talent to do that. Thinking of the construction industry globally, Turkey has witnessed a remarkable growth in critical infrastructure over the past decades. How do you assess the current state of affairs of the Turkish construction industry and its global outlook? Well, I think the Turkish construction sector is like one of the number one sectors. And I think we are remarkable in compared to our competitors. As, and you have, as you have pointed out, globally, we have witnessed a remarkable growth in Turkey, but also abroad. And it's now a brand. I can easily say that Turkish construction sector is a brand in the world, and it's a global brand with, with a little competition. And for example, this year's ENR list, Turkish contractors are the second after China. There are 44 Turkish companies listed at ENR's Global 250 this year. And as Limak, we are gradually climbing, steadily gradually climbing on the list. In 2017, we were 85. In 2020, we are now 61. The growth is not only in the numbers or the size, but very important in terms of expertise, experience, the quality, delivery of the works. I think we are number one. And I don't even count the mega projects in Turkey, like Istanbul Airport, Çanakkale Bridge, Northern Marmara Motorway, Osman Gazi Bridge, Yavuz Sultan Selim Bridge, and many others. This is, has increased 
our capacities, capabilities, experience, our competitive force, our competence, and also our talented human quality. And as a Turkish construction sector, we have definitely expanded our horizon. But at the same time, our boundaries, we are not only limited to neighboring geographies anymore. We are active in Africa, very active in Africa, in Middle East, Gulf region. I'm hearing now companies in Latin America and Balkans. So I think with the talented uh, human force, combining the capacity and capabilities, Turkish construction companies will be the most sought for in the world because we deliver good, the works and the projects in the fastest time and a very good quality. Your answer brings me on to the current global trading landscape. Taik's new report outlines how Turkish-American business partnership in Africa could be a game changer for trade between our two nations. How do you define the potential in Africa, especially when it comes to doing business with U.S. firms? American and Turkish companies, we should consider each other as hubs to export and invest in other markets, like in Europe, like in Middle East and North Africa, like Central Asia, like Latin America. We do purchase a lot of U.S. equipment in our projects, like in airports. There are many important American brands, but we can bring a one more, a one more step to this partnership, more collaboration as joint venture com- uh, co- companies. The Turkish and American companies, we can work together through joint ventures in sectors like construction, infrastructure, in PPP. The population increases very fast. Just to give you an example, Nigeria. In 1990, population of the country was 95 million. This year, 200 million. 250, the projection tells Nigeria's, Nigeria's population will be over 400 million. What does population increase means for construction sector? Very interesting. New houses, new hospitals, new airports, new school, new and large infrastructure. There, I do see a huge potential in Africa. This is also what we discussed at the Turkish Construction Association meetings. And we really want to focus on sub-Saharan Africa. This is where the potential is. Turkish companies, we are entrepreneurs. U.S. has a technology. And I think if we can bring this together, we can deliver very good solutions to the whole continent in Africa. And finally, Ebru, what is your view on advancing Turkey's construction expertise in the U.S.? So as Turkish construction companies, we can work anywhere in the world. Of course, this also includes the big U.S., enormous U.S. market. However, U.S. has a very close infrastructure economy in the world. And moving forward on this approach, we are checking some new opportunities on the PPPs, which will give both American and Turkish companies a lot of opportunities for upgrading infrastructure in the U.S. As I said, why not partnerships? I strongly believe that Turkish companies can contribute to the upgrade of the infrastructure throughout the whole United States. But I can also count four ideal sectors for private investments that Turkish companies may contribute a lot, like airports, hospitals. I mean, we can build many hospitals and healthcare facilities around the U.S. in the shortest time. Seaports, electricity transmission lines. And with regards to doing business with American firms, we can combine 
our strengths. Ebru, I would like to thank you so much for your time today and insightful discussion. You can find more information about Engineer Girls of Turkey and Nimak Investments in the bio for this podcast. For more information about Taik, visit taik.org.tr and follow us on Twitter at Taik Official. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taik Talks Business. We'll be back soon with more discussion and debate focused on Turkish business and trade. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.